Hi, and welcome to Podcasting 101 with Rachel. This podcast is for busy female entrepreneurs who run their own businesses and want to start a podcast or who may already have a podcast. I want to share practical information and tips on how you can get your podcast started and managing it along the way. I'll also be interviewing other female podcast hosts to give you real insight into what it's like having your own podcast. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, I'm very excited to have the lovely Sarah McDowell, my partner in crime when it comes to podcast communities, coming onto the show and talking all things SEO for your podcast. So hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for coming on and talking to me. Thank you very much for asking me. It's a privilege to be on your podcast (laughs) and love the fact that you see me as your partner in crime when it comes to podcasting communities because I see you that way too. Yes, yes. And we're both very excited for our in-person event that's coming on the 29th of September and I actually can't remember off the top of my head when this episode is going out, so it may have already happened. <laughs> Very professionally sorted out there. But anyway, so Sarah is an SEO manager for Captivate, which is a podcast hosting platform, if you didn't already know already. And she is also the host of the SEO Mindset podcast. So Sarah lives, breathes and eats podcasts. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so just, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what you do and your and your podcast as well? Yes, definitely. So I've been working in digital marketing and specializing in search engine optimization, SEO, for over 10 years now. And yeah, um, <laughs> I think last time I looked, it was around the 12, 13 year mark. So um, that's pretty cool. So and I've done a mixture of working in-house for a brand or a company, so like I'm doing now for Captivate, Um, but I've also done agency side as well. Um, So yeah, and I really enjoy working at Captivate because like you say, they are a podcast hosting platform and I'm also a podcaster. So I'm kind of combining my two passions and my two loves of SEO and podcasting. And how many podcasts? So I've had four podcasts. Uh, So my most recent one is the SEO Mindset podcast, which I host with my wonderful friend, Tasmin Silman. Um, And that podcast is all about so what me and Tasmin found was there's lots of wonderful podcasts out there that tell SEO professionals or people who want to know about SEO how to do it but we found a niche in a podcast that was specifically about giving career and like personal development that kind of like mindset that kind of thing um specifically for the SEO industry. So we talk about imposter syndrome, anxiety, getting a pay rise, um, time management, work-life balance. So yeah, um, it's been going over, it's been running for about a year now. Um, so I imagine there'll be links in the episode. Absolutely. Show notes. There will be. <laughs> Wonderful. So yeah, like you don't necessarily have to be an SEO to listen to the podcast because I have a few friends that get something from it because we're talking about topics that are quite transferable across different industries. 
It's just yeah, that- I totally agree with that. I've listened to it as well, and definitely something that resonates with me as well. Like for example, your latest one, the latest ones talking about the wind jar. Oh, which I, yes. Which I started and I've done one win, which is really rubbish. But <laughs> you still got sh- a wind jar. I have still. I have. Well, it's a wind piece of paper on my desk at the moment because I couldn't find a jar. But it is totally intentioning be a wind jar because I really, really like that idea because sometimes it is really easy to forget that, you know, when you get bogged down a little bit of all the extra little wins that you get. So I really love that. I really like that uh, you shared it. So oh, yeah. Cause- I would. Highly yeah. recommend people to go listen to your podcast as well. Thank you. Yeah, so that episode, celebrating your wins because, mm. like you say, you you forget and you you get a win or you reach a goal or you do an accomplishment and then you're neck back, like, then you're on to the next thing, aren't you? Like, yeah. okay, what's my next win? But yeah, we need to celebrate our wins. So that was our latest one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's lots of wonderful episodes. We just give examples um, in like the SEO industry. But like I say, mm-hmm. we're talking about sort of topics that affect us all in our work and even, and even personal life. So mm-hmm. please do check it out. Absolutely. So we thought um, SEO or search engine optimization is something that we all do think about generally for our businesses and, and for our marketing, but especially here um, in relation to our podcast. So um, Sarah's going to just explain a little bit about what SEO is and how that can translate to your podcast. Yes. So first things first, what is search engine optimization? What is SEO? So what we mean by that term is basically um, where you do tactics or strategies to your website to optimize it so that people can find your website and your pages, your content, when people search for relevant terms in search engines like Google. So it's the idea of, so Google has an algorithm and an algorithm is basically a fancy word for a bit of a checklist, okay? So when Google is looking at Um, websites and pages and deciding, okay, what pages do I rank for this term? It has sort of like a checklist, its algorithm that it's kind of looking at. Um, So yeah, as SEOs, or if you're doing SEO to your website, it's the idea of you optimizing for Google. So you're kind of saying, hey, Google, my website, my pages are awesome and relevant, and you should show me for relevant terms that people are searching for. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a really good way to explain it because I do think that sometimes people can hear SEO or search engine optimization thing. Oh, what's that? And oh, that sounds really complicated. And I mean, I must say, when I first kind of came across it, I did a marketing call a few years ago, and like, there's a whole book on it separately, and some some bits you know, I felt like, oh, this is, this is too much. I don't, I need to kind of bring it back to basics. And you have explained it very well. I was, I was talking to my dad the other day and he was like, what's SEO? What's this? I don't understand it at all. I'm in year 70, but you know, yeah, that way I'm yeah. sure he'd explain, he'd understand it listening to your explanation there. So you did a much better job than me. What is funny <laughs> is, um, lots of people who aren't in this industry or understand just know me as working with computers. Like yes. I'm IT support and I'm like, not quite. <laughs> or can you yeah. fix my printer? Not really. Not the same. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, so that's SEO, so that's search engine optimization. So when we are talking specifically about podcast SEO, so obviously you've got to think that people can come across your podcast and and episodes in lots of different ways. So here we're talking about discoverability. So the discoverability of your podcast. Now, the most traditional way that people can come across your podcast and episodes is by going to an app. So going to Spotify, going to the app on their phone, like CastBox, I think is what my Android uses, goes to Amazon Music, go to Apple Podcasts, whatever. Google, Google yeah. Podcasts is mine Google for Podcasts. Android. Yeah. We could just sit and list all the different yeah. directories, but we'll be here <laughs> yeah. forever. So whatever someone uses to listen to podcasts, they go, they fire it up and in the search bar, they put in certain terms, they might search for a specific person or they might search for a specific podcast. But that's one way that someone can come across your podcast. Um, another way, and this is, there's lots of other ways, like I'm just giving like a two mm-hmm. examples here. Like, so the most traditional one. Yeah. But people can come across your podcast and episodes when they are searching the web. Now, I did a little bit of keyword research. Uh, So basically keyword, that's another fancy term for what people use to the terms or queries people use in Google when they're searching for different things. Um, So I've got a keyword research tool where I can put in topics and it will give me suggestions of keywords and it will um, give me lots of different data. Um, but the one of the most important things that I'm looking at is, um, on average, how often is this keyword searched for? So what's the mm-hmm. monthly search volume? And this is what like keyword research tools do. There's loads out there. But mm-hmm. for, in this example, I'm using SEMrush or SEMrush. Um, now, for the keyword best podcast, so just best podcast, um, Semrush is saying that on a monthly basis, on average, so this is on average as well, um, there's over 30,000 searches on Google globally a month. Okay. Wow. So just get that number <laughs> into your head. And that is just the keyword best podcast. So obviously, that could be best music podcast, best podcast about. Um, podcasting, best podcast about SEO sort of thing, right? So I just wanted to share that to show you the untapped sort of, um, well, not untapped. It's untapped if you're not doing SEO or you're not looking into this. But um, I just wanted to share with you that kind of number to show you that people are searching and people are going to Google to find podcasts. Um so yeah, so we can do SEO strategies to our podcast website and our podcast episodes um, to help us optimize for Google. Um, and also what you've got to think as well is, yes, someone might go to Google to specifically search for like podcast recommendations, but also they might search for something else that's unrelated to podcast, but say, for example, they search for, um, I don't know, give me a, give me a topic, anything, Rachel, I know I've put you on the spot here. Animals. 
<laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that's very broad and very general. Okay. Uh, um, okay, I've got one. I've got one. Um, tips on how to train your dog, right? Yeah. Tra- train your dog, that's for example. <laughs> Did put you on the spot there. I do apologize. Stop panic. Ah. So someone search for that, right? Um, you could be a podcast that's all about training animals, training pets and all of that stuff. And you could have a podcast episode that is about that topic, right? So you yeah. can see where I'm going here. So someone has searched for help about how to train their dog, for example. And yes, there'll be articles and there'll be pages about that. But if you have a podcast episode and um, you've got a dedicated page, you've got a dedicated page for that episode, you've got a chance of Google showing that podcast episode to someone who's searching in Google and someone who wasn't even like planning on listening to a podcast will might, and Google shows your podcast about that keyword, might come on to you and be like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting this, but actually I, I, I like to consume podcasts. I like to consume content and educational resources through my earrolls. That's a weird way of saying it, but like, <laughs> I like to listen to, to educate myself. So you've like, so that, that's great, right? So someone who wasn't even like looking specifically for podcasts or wasn't even like thinking about podcasts because you've optimized your podcast episode and that page Google have shown you and you've got a new listener. So does that make sense? Yeah, that's a really good way to explain it. Yeah. I'd never thought about it in that way. I guess because I'm always thinking about it in terms of my podcast, which is always, which is about podcasting. But I think that's a really, um, a really good way to look at it and, and to understand how to get your episodes will be hopefully be seen by people if you're yeah, so you just you're just thinking of ways that you can increase the discoverability of your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of ways, like social media is another mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that's another way that people can come across your um, podcast, YouTube. So mm-hmm. you've just got to think of SEO, podcast SEO, as another way that um, you are. Yeah, it's just another way going to be found by th- that you're going to be found. Yeah. Exactly. Is that exactly? Yeah. And obviously we want to be as discoverable as possible. <laughs> exactly. So we can see how these ways in where you become more discoverable by optimizing your SEO. So I'd love it if you could share um your top 3 tips um on things to do to get yeah. to be become more discoverable. Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, so tip number one, and I've already spoke about keywords. So yes, Rachel, what are keywords? They are the search terms that the thing that people use to search and in Google to find your in Google for your for your thing. Um, You mentioned the tool um, SEM Rush. Is that what you called it? Um, Because I've used something like Answer the Public as well. Yes. So there's lots. There's lots of lots of different tools out there. Mm -hmm. So obviously, so my first my first tip is keywords, and you will need to use some sort of keyword research tool. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now there's lots out there. There's lots out there. Um, and they range from being free to, mm-hmm. and paid for. Basically, um, the like the ones that you pay for 
the more expensive ones, you just get more features or mm-hmm. more added bits that you can do. But for like just starting out or f- for what we need it for in this example, you'll be fine with a free tool or a cheaper paid for tool. Okay. Um, yeah. I was so, going to ask that whether or not it's worth yeah. investing in something. Yeah, I use, I use SEMrush because I use that at work in a professional mm-hmm. math, in a, yeah, in yeah. a professional way. But there's loads of tools out there that you can use for free. Answer the public is a great one. Um, there's also, also asked. Okay. So the difference between also asked and answer the public, answer the public, um, gets its data from, so, you know, when you're typing in Google and Google auto suggests, mm-hmm. that's where the data comes from with answer uh, the public. Yes. Cause they're very, so, yeah. So they're yeah. what we call <clears throat> long tail. So mm-hmm. you have keywords that are short, which are normally like three to five characters. No, three to five words, sorry. Or you have your more long tail keywords. So your long tail mm-hmm. key- keywords are like your longer phrases or where someone's mm-hmm. gone to ask a question, for example, yes. on Google. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I do. Because then um, I've also used Answer the Public to help me with some topics sometimes or frequently ask so questions. And yeah. Answer the Public gets its data from, you know, when you're like searching the web and it comes up with a little box that say people also ask. Yes. That's yeah. where also ask gets their data from. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So they're yeah. both really valuable and mm-hmm. both also ask. And I've been, it's been a while since I've used Answer the Public, but I think they both offer sort of free options. Um, yeah, you can have, I think it's like one or, it might be up to three. So I haven't used the other one, but Answer the Public, I think it's like either one or three searches a day for free. So, mm. you know, if you wanted to do, and then you could export it as an S. CSV like a spreadsheet yeah. so um you know if you've got a couple of different topics or ways you want to ask you can get a couple of I mean that should be enough for one day to go through that kind of data and figure some of those things out oh, 100%. so 100 percent they're really uh, yeah. so really great tools but there's other mm, ones out there as well so yeah SEMrush um hrefs um there's also like chrome extensions that you can have just just oh, okay. go to google and type <laughs> Google best. keywords. <laughs> yeah. Google keyword. There we go. Google keywords. No, uh, so go to Google and search um, best free keyword research tools or best keyword research tools. And there'll be mm-hmm. loads of people that have like reviewed them for you. So you can like sort of see what you get and, and stuff. But you don't need mm-hmm. anything too fancy. Right? Mm-hmm. You just need the, the, the basics um, for this for what we need it for. Um, so yeah, so we talked about keyword research tools. Mm-hmm. So when you are planning your episodes, like use a keyword research tool. So using your also, um, mm-hmm. also ask or your answer the public to help you plan your episodes, right? Because yeah. you know that these are the terms that are being used and surfaced in Google. So you need to be using that um keyword whether it's a shorter phrase or a long tail keyword um you need to make sure that you're using that in your episode title yeah you also Mm -hmm. want to be using it in your episode show notes as well um so yeah so whatever keyword research tool um you you decide to use 
just have it. So the next time that you're planning your episodes or you're planning your season or you're planning your next three, four, five episodes, put in your topic. And not only will you know what people are searching for around that topic, but it also might come up with other suggestions that you might have not even been aware of or that you've not even thought about. So that so you could go into more detail or you could mm-hmm. spit it up as like part one, part two. So it's a really great way of planning your episodes and making sure that you're talking about stuff that people want to learn about, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. You want to make sure that it's relevant. That's I think that's the the biggest um key thing that you can do when you're creating your content is to making sure that it's relevant. And if you're looking at those keywords, those are the most relevant thing that people yeah. are asking for your particular 100%. subject. 100%. Um, now, the difference between like your SEMrush and your HREFs is those tools will give you on average um, like the uh, monthly search volume, whereas with also ask and answer the public, it doesn't because it's different data. Okay. Mm. So just, yeah. They're, yeah, they're it still just gives valid. you the terms, doesn't it? Yeah. You still, you can still yeah. use both of them. Um, and just a word of warning about keyword stuffing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like Google don't like this podcast directories and apps don't like this and your listeners your audience won't like this so this is where like you might have seen it but where <laughs> websites back in the days you used to just stuff as many keywords as they exactly. can on the website page oh yeah. my gosh in one of my old jobs I used to work in events and I there's the amount of pages I used to come across just looking at um like uh, event companies and uh, people that hide out event equipment, literally the pages would just be stuffed yeah. full of all the words. Ridiculous. Right. So that is not helpful for anyone, is mm-hmm. it? No. It's not It's not helpful for users. It's not helpful for Google. So that's why Google's cracking down on stuff like that because mm-hmm. um, SEO has been a- around now for a while, so it's got a bit more sophisticated. So back in the day, you could do those kind of tactics <laughs> to kind yeah, of – play the system kind of thing um but yeah so when you're looking at episode titles don't just list a load of keywords or synonyms so synonyms always hate saying that word because it's so hard to say (laughs) but synonyms are like um related keywords that like mean the same thing but said in different ways right right um so don't just like stuff your show notes full of them stuff your episode title full of them because it's just not going to work like Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean Google cracks down on it um Apple yeah they've cracked down on that because people are trying it it's not going to be helpful to um your listeners so just don't do it (laughs) just don't do it you've been warned yes (laughs) yes Uh, so that's keywords okay Mm -hmm. okay another way that we can do podcast SEO is something called backlinks yeah yeah so backlinks is where you have someone that links to your website that's external from you. So for example, a backlink would be, so I have a podcast, Rachel has a podcast. If Rachel decides to link to one of my episodes on her podcast website, that is what we call a backlink, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's an external to your domain. Um, So yeah, backlinks are important because 
What you've got to see backlinks is, is a vote to Google. So earlier on, I talked about Google's algorithm and Google's checklist. Mm -hmm. One of the things that it looks at is backlinks. So are people linking to this podcast website or this podcast episode? Because it's kind of like it helps Google trust Mm -hmm. that podcast episode or because that other people are endorsing it effectively yes, they're, they're endorsing kind of like giving your, it a thumbs up yeah. like yeah this I is endorse good. this message I, endorse, <laughs> I instantly I just thought <laughs> I instantly just thought of LinkedIn when people were endorsing you all the time <laughs> I endorse you yeah <laughs> uh, anyway uh, so yeah so they're important okay and um so get yourself some backlinks and you've got to be proactive uh, so me and Rachel were actually talking about this, weren't we? We were, weren't we? Because, uh, yeah, we, we'd had um, in our podcast group as well, our uh, West Midlands Podcast Club, we had a lady, Sylvia, came in and talked about um, backlinks and the importance of them. And we were all, um, all the people in the group, we were trying to get, we were going to write a blog um, and include backlinks in them. And I had written a blog for my website, but I was linking to another page in my website. So that wasn't quite the same as... No. Doing a backlink. That was an internal link. Yes. That we, yeah. Still important, but we, <laughs> like we can, you can just invite me back and I can talk about more yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> definitely more, definitely more episodes. More SEO goodness. Um, yes. But yeah. Um, so yeah, so they're very important and we've got to be proactive in, in getting them. Okay. Um, so for example, something that I did earlier this year now, I think. Um, but I decided to do some research on um, articles or pages that review the best SEO podcast because I have an SEO podcast, right? Uh, so all I did was uh, you could use a keyword research tool, but you could just open up Google as well. And I typed in best SEO podcast. Now, what Google showed me was a load of articles um, where people were reviewing the best SEO podcasts out there, right? So I needed to be on there because that's one, a backlink for Google, but also these articles are being read. So when people are searching what I said earlier for like some inspiration, mm -hmm. um, that's in improving my discoverability. Yeah. So linking back to my earlier point, I'm a professional. I, I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so what I did was I um, looked at who was ranking on page one and two. And if it was like a listicle, so like articles where they say 10 of the best SEO podcasts, um, and I wasn't being mentioned. So I found out who the author of that blog article was try to find how to contact them whether that was mm -hmm. on social media email whatever and then I reached out to them and I said great article just want to let you know about my podcast this is why it's different um this is why I we think it's really good and really valuable to your audience how about you include us so I reached out to a load and it was successful someone reached back to me and they were like, do you know what, Sarah? This was at the end of 2022. And they were like, we're actually reviewing, because it was the start of 2023. And they were like, we're actually reviewing 
this oh, article awesome. and you need to update it so you've timed it great so um yeah so start thinking for 2024 right so that's start really reaching good. out um yeah yeah but there's those of other ways that you can like reach out and ask for back links just that's just a quick question about that that I mean I love that idea it's something that I wouldn't have thought of that's why you're the expert Sarah um but one my question would be is like if your podcast hasn't got a lot of listen you know are you just do would it matter do, do you did you put things on about your listens or downloads or anything like that not or is all. it just not at all like our podcast the SEO mindset we don't have crazy numbers not mm-hmm. like what we did was because our podcast is so different to what mm-hmm. is out there that was the angle that I went with and right. I think I also shared a review that someone gave about my podcast or okay. where they reached out and stuff. In when you pitched, when you, yeah, when you wrote when you to the pitched, person, yeah. when you pitched. Okay. So, and, all, and what you've got to think is you're, you're helping them with their work yeah. because yeah. normally they'd have to go out and do their, do the research, search mm-hmm. podcasts and all of that. So mm-hmm. if you're pitching them and you're giving them the reasons like, uh, this is the title, this is the host, this is why we started, this is our favorite episode, this is what people are saying about it, make it hard for them to turn you down. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it doesn't always have yeah. to be, I, I didn't mention once my download numbers because, no. yeah, like it didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really, a really good way to look at it. And I do, you know, we've talked about podcast numbers and, and things before, and you know, that doesn't have to be your only measure of success or like in, as well for your podcast. Cause like, I love that you're, um, and early this year, you got a really cool sponsor as well, haven't you? And that, which I think yes. is really awesome for your podcast. But I think that, you know, showing your communities out there, your people are there, they're getting something from your podcast. I think that's probably, in my personal opinion, that's probably the best Thing that you can show for your podcast mm. is that the impact that you're having on your community a hundred percent a hundred percent because they want to showcase the podcast that are actually making a difference at the end of the exactly. day exactly so, yeah and that's so, not necessarily yeah to do with numbers as we all know it's so, better to have a small engaged audience than have a large yeah exactly mm, like yeah. It's, like the small engaged audience that actually do stuff when yeah. the hosts say things right do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I'm a big believer in a successful podcast is isn't just about the number of downloads mm-hmm. <laughs> because like yeah it's not it's not success comes in lots of different ways yeah. uh, so that's backlink so there's mm-hmm. one example of how you can do it uh, another example is you could um have a look at the topics your podcast episodes have covered um again fire up old google do some searching in there see what articles and content are coming up and then um, if they're relevant to your podcast episode, find the author, find a way to contact them and be like, hey, great article, really build the person up, like, say how awesome and what you learned from it. But what you could say is, we did a whole podcast episode that might be an additional great resource. So that's another way mm-hmm. that you could get some backlinks. So there's lots of yeah. different ways. And when you start s- sort of thinking of ways that you can get people to link to your podcast and your episode, um, then yeah, you'll you'll start thinking, yeah. oh, there's another idea. Oh, there's yeah. another idea. Yeah. Yeah. These are awesome, Sarah. Thank you. 
And then my last tip is podcast transcriptions, okay? So Uh, transcriptions, they are the text version of your Mm -hmm. audio file. So we should be doing podcast transcriptions from an accessibility point of view anyway, because obviously not everyone can listen and hear podcasts, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, we need to be given um, the text. So what you call it, like the script or the the transcript, the transcript of that audio to make it accessible to everyone so that everyone can consume your content. So we should be doing that anyway, but it also helps Google, right? So obviously you got to think that, um, so there's a debate whether Google are automatically transcribing audio, right? Mm -hmm. But even if they are, they are a tool, they're a robot or AI or whatever, they're going to get stuff wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So they might not 100% correctly automatically transcribe it. So having the text version Google can understand words and text on a page. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's mm-hmm. what it's that's what it does well and it's been doing for years. So making sure that you have a transcript helps with the discoverability. And also when Google's deciding what to rank for certain terms, it has to understand what your podcast and what your episode is about. So as you can imagine, if you've just got um individual podcast pages with just your um web player for example that's quite thin content and there's not much for google to go on so this is where your show notes come in handy mm-hmm. other content on the page your transcript make sure that you tidy up your transcript as well because obviously i was gonna to, ask about that yeah yeah it needs to be error free again for accessibility reasons but also from a google point of view so remove the filler words because you want to make it as easy as possible for Google to understand what that podcast episode is about. So then when someone is searching, going back to my earlier example of dog training tips, right? Mm-hmm. Like when someone searches that and you've given Google as much information in a text format uh, to make them really easily understand what your what your podcast is about you've got a higher chance of um being surfaced right and mm-hmm. and stuff so yeah but just make sure because transcription tools are amazing but they always get stuff wrong they get names wrong they get mm-hmm. places wrong they get whole chunks wrong like i've used a tool and they said something very different and i'm like does yeah. it even sound <laughs> like that tool are you drunk what's going on yeah so yeah <laughs> i must say this is probably a bad confession for a podcaster. I don't often go over my transcripts. Um, I use a script and I take out the filler words. Um, and, but I should probably, I didn't think about. Also a question, sidetracking slightly. How does it find, how does it find, how do the Google robots find your transcript? So I'll use my podcast for an example. So I have, um, I do, I use Captivate and I upload my transcript into Captivate when Mm. I publish my episode. But when I, and then I also, um, so I have my Captivate, so you can access my podcast through my Captivate website page. Um, And, but then I also, um, embed the episode in a website page and I have and then I put the show notes as an actual um blog post on my on my website but 
would it find the transcripts or would I need to put the transcripts available on my website as well? Or will they find it through the fact that it's through Captivate? Uh, so um, for that, that, if you're specifically wanting a, um, so in your example, you have separate episode pages on your podcast website and those are the ones that you want to surface for certain terms, right? Yeah. So on my main website, yeah. I have a blog thing and then I have a separate page so embed each episode into that separate page and put the show notes in physically okay so as long as um so it sounds like you've got quite detailed show notes Mm -hmm. which is going to help google because that's what i was saying because you're adding text you're giving content you're helping google understand i would also if you want google to surface the transcripts as part of that page it has to be accessible and visible on that page as well right okay but if you have like because you it sounds like you sort of convert your episodes into a blog anyway yeah so it's it's, it's, as a blog it's classed as a blog page on my website and then I have a the title and then I embed the Captivate code so it pulls in so it's got a little player that's from Captivate and then I put a physical (laughs) um like I not physical but you know like I write a blog post which is the show notes Yes. Well, I'd still, because your transcript's still going to go into a lot more detail, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I would, I would to be on the safe side, because when we're optimizing, it's all, when we're optimizing for SEO, it's all about making it easy for Google to understand mm-hmm. index, find the content. So yeah, I would make sure that the transcript was visible on the page. So not just put it as a link. No, to the transcript. Put the you can, physical. Yeah, obviously, a link to the transcript is going to help, but then mm-hmm. that that link's going to take them somewhere else, and it won't somewhere be associated else, yeah. with that page. Right. So to be on the safe side, because how I do it, because I use mm-hmm. um, I use Captivate websites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, a click of a button, and um, I upload transcripts, and because I'm using Captivate websites on my individual um episode pages yeah it has it there doesn't it it publishes the transcript so then google can easily access that on the page but you're directing people to that one aren't you i mean i do love my captivate website i i have it designed really nicely but because i also have a business as well i want people to um yeah you've got and see my business as well so i kind of send people to my website and do it that way um which is which is perfectly reasonable that's yeah um but would but because i've got the transcripts displayed on my captivate one does that but i'm but I would have to promote that link though, wouldn't I? I'd have to promote that page specifically to get that. To it come all up, depends on what page yeah. you are optimizing want, yeah. okay. to be shown in um, in the Google in search engine results searches. pages yeah. when people mm-hmm. are searching. If mm-hmm. it is the where the transcript already is, then great. But if it's but if, it's, if you want, like, it probably makes sense in your yeah. use case for your business because that's where. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that that's a great tip. I will definitely um, look into putting that on there. So just have that transcript at the bottom of the page. Yeah, 
and you after could, the show notes. And with everything in marketing, you should be measuring it, right? So yeah. you could you could do some. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I me too. Of course too. I am. Of course I am. <laughs> uh, but you could always do a few, let them run for a few months and then see if there's been like a positive yeah. impact and stuff. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. But yeah, like, because like everything, I, because I completely understand that um, we don't have a lot of time and resource on our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, me with the SEO Mindset podcast, it's a it's a side hustle. Um, yeah. Like, it's not my nine to five. One day, one day. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, like, we've got to be, um, yeah, like, try and have lots of time. Yeah, just trying to get. Yeah, everything done. It it is hard to fit it all in, but um, you well, you definitely made me think more about my transcripts, and also um, I have been thinking about accessibility a lot. One of my friends, Hannah McCormick, she has a showing up solo podcast, but she did an episode about accessibility, and then she had a lady called Anne Mock come on, who's um a blind social influencer, and it was just really interesting listening to her talking about the alt texts and things like that that I'd. Mm. I've not really considered, but since since listening to that podcast episode, uh, which I'll link in the show notes, um, it's really made me think a lot more about accessibility and um, putting in the alt text and thinking about those yeah. things, and not just to make it like surface for people who can. Yeah, you know. I mean, with all these things, um, like it's always for accessibility, and that's mm-hmm. the core reason why we should be doing it. Yeah, it's just handy because it also helps Google. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. but that's also where. Um, so, linking <laughs> such a professional. I've already said this, <laughs> but linking back to like you know how I said um, use a keyword research tool when you're planning your episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, because you've like you've done your research and you know the keywords and terms when you're recording your podcast episode you're going to be naturally saying them remember no no keyword stuff in like it still needs mm-hmm. to be natural like the quality of your audio and like yeah so yeah. but what i'm saying is like when you say the specific topic or something you'll be using a keyword so then when you transcribe it and you've got the text version mm-hmm. you'll have lovely keywords in there yeah. that you will then add to your podcast episode page which will help with you optimizing for different search terms smart absolutely yes you have given so much advice, Sarah, and I could actually talk to you so much longer about all of this stuff. You are so knowledgeable, and I would love to have you come back on the podcast another time for us to talk course, about all these course. awesome. And this is the kind of conversations why we wanted to start our podcast community as well, wasn't it? So we can yes. have these types of conversations and learn new things from each other. And so I really appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your evening to come and chat with me. So what I will do is I will link to Sarah's podcast in the show notes, and I would really recommend you go and have a listen. Um, Is there anything else you'd just like to leave us with? Um, Anything. This is where I need to say something really profound, don't I? (laughs) And I've just got, like, nothing going on in my... for me! So, yeah, don't get scared by podcast SEO. Right. I know that it can be scary and it can seem like if you don't, if you're not familiar, you've not been working with it for a while, it can seem a bit like, oh my gosh, a bit overwhelming, but just try stuff, right? Like 
take a couple of my tips that I've done today, a uh, um, couple of my tips that I've said today, and just try it. Have a go. Have a go. And what what have you got to lose at the end of the day? Because it's all about increasing your discoverability and podcast SEO. Um, the tips that I've shared is all geared around helping you do that. Um, so yeah, like definitely come and join the West Midlands Podcasting Club because this is where we have more conversations like this. Um, I'm also on Twitter. I'm guessing you'll you, um, link to my yes, social yeah, I was as well. Say, yeah, link to link to Twitter and um, yeah, and the podcasts and everything. So we can carry on and the West Midlands Podcast Club as well. If you'd like to join, uh, we'll pop a link there. So we have um, virtual meetups every yeah. second Thursday, and then well, we've got like I said before, uh, whether it's <laughs> happened or not by the time this podcast um, episode comes out but we are looking to do in-person events so if you are local to us which is in Worcestershire area Birmingham the West Midlands area then we'd love for you to come and join and um, meet face to face and talk nerd more out about podcasts yes (laughs) and I don't just talk about SEO just as uh, (laughs) that's not all all we talk talk all things (laughs) (laughs) well thanks again Sarah and thanks everybody for listening and we'll speak to you soon bye Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to connect with me or get in touch, then head on over to my website. If you liked the episode, then I'd love it if you could leave me a review in your chosen podcast app. Your feedback is much appreciated. See you next time.